welcome to the Nil Nil Football Podcast. This is episode 37. Uh, a lot of midweek action to talk about, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's only like five MLS games yesterday, right? Uh, there were a bit. Let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Um, I think I watched most of the highlights. I didn't really watch any of the games. Did you watch any? No, I honestly completely forgot it was a midweek again. Alright, so I guess we'll just go through it quick. Uh, yeah, so uh, I remember I said Atlanta was going to end up beating the Red Bulls, but the Red Bulls ended up coming out on top 2-1. Yeah. Not a huge scoreline, but they came away with the win. Uh, we also discussed Toronto and New England. I said New England was going to lose. You said... Uh, I think that they were going to win. No, no. You said it was going to be a draw. I think so. And it was a draw. It was 2-2. Uh, then you have New York City FC versus Charlotte. And Charlotte came out of this on top a 3-1 win. Yes. Uh, I don't remember if I called them winning or losing. Um, FC Dallas ended up topping Philadelphia 1-0. And finally, we have Vancouver... Coming out on top against Colorado, two to one. Yep. I'd say that biggest results are Charlotte winning against NYCFC and Dallas beating Philadelphia, probably. Yeah, I want to say those are the biggest ones um, as well. I did see the highlights for Charlotte versus NYCFC, and I mean, ever since Tati Castellanos left NYC, like, I don't think they've won a game, honestly. Or I think they have. But they just haven't won it as decisively as maybe a yeah, couple yeah. of previous games. Because it's not like they were doing completely hot the whole season. Remember, at the beginning of the season, they were absolute trash yeah, uh, for a couple of weeks. And it wasn't until, I want to say, what, like five, six weeks in, they they started actually doing well. Yeah. Um, but now it looks like their form has dipped again because I think they've lost or they've drawn quite a few of their last couple of games. Um, yeah. Charlotte, on the other hand, came back from you know losing to LAFC. They came nil. out swinging. They did not want the same thing to happen again. I know. And uh, interesting is that Christian Fuchs was involved in two of the goals. He assisted. Well, he didn't assist one. I guess if you do do the hockey assist. Which is the mm-hmm. assist to the assist. Um, he gets Great. that on the second one, and in the third one, he scored a penalty. And uh, honestly, I'm surprised he didn't start against LAFC when they played against us. But, yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. I mean, clearly, he makes a difference on the field. That second goal that Charlotte scored was beautiful. I mean, it was just a centered ball in. Uh, Swigolski did a back heel, passed it to get out open, and he just shot it into the net. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what? it's pretty good for them to come into this matchup uh, and taking out a win because you know you have the weekend match and then you have this match. So you know it's good for them to usually like when you have such close games like this, especially from a team that's not a top top team, they don't tend to have a better second game. They usually have a good first game and then uh, lesser second game but for them was the was the opposite losing to lafc and then coming out and winning against new york yeah and um 
that, that's got to mean that we're going to be in New York City, like, you know, 8-0 at this point, right? <laughs> that's exactly what it means. Um, anyway, what I was going to say is that Sean Johnson actually did have a lot of work to do in this match. He did a, a, a lot of decent saves. I mean, obviously, it wasn't, a lot, it wasn't enough to turn the game around, but, you know, he, yeah. he, he put a good shift in. Yeah, it wasn't... Um... It wasn't too many shots from Charlotte. There were six, but out of those six, five of those were on target. Yep. Um, but that's pretty much, I mean, most of what they had to say. Oh, I knew it. I was like, I was watching the highlights. Sorry. I was watching the highlights. I was like, this stadium doesn't look like the Yankee Stadium. And they were playing in Red Bull Arena, so they had to play in the Red Bull's house. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think they switched stadiums probably like every couple games. Oh, really? They, they just go back and forth? Well, it's because Yankees, you know, have the priority, right? Right, So yeah. they can't play at the same time. Anyway, um, next one I want to talk about is Dallas-Philadelphia. I mean, mm-hmm. this looked like a good back-and-forth game. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, Ferreira was just on fire that day. I honestly thought they would have scored more goals. I th- mm-hmm. There was a... There was a handball, a supposed handball in the box. I think it should have been called a pen uh, against okay. Philadelphia. Yeah, against Philadelphia. But the ref, I guess, just didn't want to review it or anything like that. But, yeah, Ariola and uh, what's his face, Ferreira, teamed up again to score a goal and beat Philadelphia, which I feel like every time Philadelphia gets on a good run, they, they have one of these games that just, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was pretty much it. I mean, most of the teams, I would say more than half the league didn't play, right? Yeah. Um, but that's why we have this weekend that's coming up, and it's full of matches starting tomorrow, Friday, uh, with Galaxy facing Seattle. Well, Galaxy just came back of a 5-2 win against uh, Vancouver, right? And mm-hmm. Seattle just came back from a 2-1 loss against Russell Lake. So, uh, I feel like the Galaxy would take this, considering that Seattle just... It doesn't look like they're getting any better, honestly. Um, Yeah, but I think that even though they haven't really had the results falling in their favor, they have pulled out some wins. They did beat Dallas 1-0. And they... Um, they also ended up being Colorado. Uh, this has been the last five games. So in the last five games, they've had two wins and they've had three losses. So yeah, not everything's coming out their way and they're not in really hot form. Uh, but I think they'll end up pulling out a win here. I think that they're due for a win. Um, and it'll probably be a low scoring one like this, maybe a one nil. A 1-0 win for Seattle over the Galaxy? I mean, it's yes. definitely possible. The Galaxy had a losing streak up until the last game where they turned it around. So it's very possible that it could just be a blip in their form and they just continue losing. Or it actually means that they're playing good again. But it was Vancouver. Seattle's a different beast, right? Exactly. Seattle is Seattle. So uh, I'm still going to give it to Seattle pulling out a win here. 1-0. I'll go with a 2-1 for the Galaxy. Okay, uh, so now we move into the Saturday games. Um, by the way, the uh, Galaxy Seattle game will be at uh, seven p.m. Pacific time playing on Friday uh, in LA. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, in Carson. <laughs> yeah, in Carson. Sorry. Um, just a little further out of L.A. Uh, okay, so New York Red Bulls versus Cincinnati. Who do you got? Uh, this one, this one seems like a draw to me as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I would go a three-three draw, three all. I think that would be an entertaining game. And Brandon Vasquez is on fire, especially for my fantasy team. He's giving me all the points. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, considering that New York is one of the top teams up there, and Cincinnati's, you know, trying to solidify their place in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati hasn't really had too many losses in the last couple of games. Uh, they've had more draws than wins. <laughs> As I'm looking right here, I can see four draws uh, in the last six games. One loss and one win against Philadelphia, which I want to say it's probably the most important one out of uh, the six, which is uh, a top team, which is being the, the top team in their conference. Um, the loss came to Columbus in that Ohio Derby. And the draws came against Vancouver, Nashville, Miami, and Atlanta. Um, I think I still like the odds for Cincinnati coming out on top against um, Red Bulls. I think that they can bring that form that they've had before again. And Mm. it could probably be like a 3-1. 3-1 for Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah. That's generous. <clears throat> They're capable of doing it. Um, I mean, Red Bulls is playing at home. Yeah, but, I mean, I still think Cincinnati can do it. Uh, yeah. they, mo- the majority of these games uh, that I mentioned, there are multiple goal games. And uh, they definitely have the ability to do so. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on. I mean, I gave my prediction already, so um, move on to the next game. Uh, 4.30 p.m. on Saturday, we got D.C. United versus Philadelphia. Now, uh, Philadelphia just ended up losing to FC Dallas 1-0. But before that, I think they were scoring at least four or more goals in every game that they've won so far. Um, D.C. United, on the other hand, still bottom of the table, I believe. Uh, now being coached by Wayne Rooney against LAFC, a lot of people thought that they were going to concede many goals, but they ended up defending really well and causing a lot of, well, not too many problems, but LAFC just couldn't seem to break through, whether it was a goalkeeper save or, you know, last-ditch tackle. So mm-hmm. I'd say Wayne Rooney is doing a better job of organizing them in terms of defensively. Now, uh, I would still say that Philadelphia would probably win this game, honestly. Yeah, um, as much as I want to give the benefit of the doubt to DC, I think they still have a long way to go before they're in uh, winning light. Um, so, yeah, I think Philadelphia should take this, even though they did just lose, but they did beat the Chicago Fire 4-1. to one. Um, So it should be Philadelphia's game to lose. Um, but like you mentioned, DC did put on a pretty good performance when it came to defending. So I don't think that it might be, it might not be a high scoring game as you normally would say, based on where these two teams are in their positions on the table. Um, so yeah, I'll give it to Philadelphia, maybe like a two nil. Yeah, I was going to go for a 
I think 2-0 sounds good to me too because I don't know how DC is going to get past Philadelphia's defense or their high press. Mm. <clears throat> right. Okay, next up we got Montreal versus New England. I just beat you too, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just taking my breath um, Yeah, so New England, you know, just played the other Canadian team or one of the other ones in Toronto and they tied 2-2 two two, but they only ended up drawing because of a last-minute goal uh, by Toronto. Mm-hmm. Now, I think people would say that New England's probably picking up their form a little bit lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montreal, I do not remember how their last game went. They ended up be- beating Houston 3-2. Okay, given our predictions on Montreal so far, then that means they have to lose this match. So uh, gonna... Not necessarily. Uh, they, I think, might end up drawing this match. I'm going to go with a 2-1 loss for Montreal. I'm going to go... On a draw for them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think that um, it'll be like a a one-one draw. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Minnesota versus Austin. Austin just completed that comeback against. Uh, what do they play against? Kansas City. Yes, it was Kansas City. Uh, now you're facing a Minnesota team that's got the same identical colors, just not navy blue. <laughs> and uh, would you say slightly better? Cooler colors, yeah. No, um, no, I'm talking about team form. <laughs> both, yeah. <laughs> uh, team form, yeah. I think Minnesota is just a more consistent team. However, I don't think Austin's going to give up as many goals as they did in the last game. I think it was just more like... Uh, they weren't focused. I mean, they went 3-1 down and they still managed to pull a win mm-hmm. out of that situation. So I think against Minnesota, they're not going to take it as easily as they did. So yeah. I'm going to go with like um, a 3-1 win for Austin on this one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the win for Austin. Um, they have just been playing really well all season. Uh, they have had a couple of hiccups here and there, but I still think that this game is going to be a win as better as Minnesota might be over uh, Kansas City. Uh, but um, score-wise, I think it'll be a little bit closer. It'll be like a 3-2. Yeah. All right, so moving on. Colorado versus Houston. Now, Houston has Colorado. been losing a uh, lot uh, of games. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with Colorado 1-0 win. More specifically because they're playing at home as well. So Here's the thing. like Houston just has not improved since their star signing came in. They put all their chips in that basket, right? They really did, and it hasn't really paid off. Um, I told you this from the beginning, uh, that he was just not going to improve the game that much more for Houston. Look on the other hand for Toronto and the signings that they got. It's definitely made them much, much better than what they had been the last couple of weeks without them. Um, So based on their previous games, which is a loss to Montreal, a loss to Vancouver, a loss to Philadelphia, and that one was a big one, 6-0, a loss to Minnesota, and finally a win to San Jose. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of losses in in five games. Yep. Four. 
out of the five games they've lost. So I don't think that this game is going to be any different. I think it'll still be a Colorado win, even though Colorado did end up losing this uh, midweek game against Vancouver. But honestly, if I had to compare Vancouver versus Houston, I would choose Vancouver. So, um, yeah, Colorado win on this one. Well, Vancouver did play against Houston, and they did win uh, yeah, a couple of weeks exactly. ago, I think. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think they put all the chips in in, the, in one basket, which was the Ache Ache one. I think they were hoping it was going to be like a Vela 2019 kind of signing, but he's not that much of an attacker. I mean, he just does long balls over the top. Uh, he distributes to the sides, but, I mean, he's never been known to beat multiple players on a dribble or take, you know, or or be quick-footed or anything like that. I mean, that's not what he's done ever. And let alone, he's not known to be a creative player, so he's not really going to find those positions where teammates might be and a pass that he can actually make to create a play. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I agree that Colorado's going to win, but uh, like I said, it's going to be 1-0. Okay. <clears throat> Salt Lake versus Vancouver at 7 p.m. Uh, Salt Lake's going to be playing at home. Uh, before we go on to this 7 o'clock game, um, I think we skipped over Miami and Toronto. Miami and Toronto? It's not on my list. Yeah, they're playing uh, at 5 p.m. Oh, snap, we did. My bad. <clears throat> Bottom of the table, Darby. No, I'm kidding. Well, it's not really bottom of the table. It's more like bottom of the table with slightly above the bottom of the table. <laughs> I'm going to go with Miami on this one. You're going Miami? Yeah. Really? Just because, I mean, their form has been pretty good lately, too. No, yeah. I completely agree with Miami being pretty good. And it's going to be Pozuelo coming back to his former club. Or his former club coming to him. Who's playing at who? Uh, they're going to be playing in Miami. Okay, so it's his former club coming to play at his new home. Um, yeah, I want to choose Miami as well. But with the signings that we mentioned before, um, it's kind of tough with Toronto now. Because they, they do have that threat coming in. Um, if anything, I would say that this could probably end up in a draw. I think that is more likely. No, I'm going to go for a 3-2 win for Miami. Okay, I like your optimism, and I hope that that's the right answer. Uh, but I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Okay, you think the Italians are going to score in this one? Uh, Insignia might. All right, uh, I'll, I'll give you Michael Bradley's going to score. <laughs> yeah, he's going he's gonna to dribble past the whole defense. Yep. All right, finally, Salt Lake versus Vancouver. Like I said, Salt Lake playing at home. They mm -hmm. just beat Seattle. Vancouver uh, just beat Colorado 2-1. to one. So, this one's screaming draw to me, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's screaming uh, a Salt Lake win. I'm going to go one all draw. one all. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, I'm also going to go with a one, but it's going to be a one for Salt Lake and a nil for Vancouver. All right. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all we got to say about that. Hopefully, uh, we get Danny Musovsky on the score sheet. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. 
But uh, that home that home game advantage is, I think, is really going to pull um, Salt Lake into winning. I can see that. All right, uh, let's just quickly go over LFC San Jose. I don't think there's much to say besides that. I hope they play Bale and Killini. Yeah, that would be fun to see. Um, besides that, we've shown that we don't need them, so I'm going to go with a 3-0 win for LAFC, honestly. That is very optimistic, and I want to agree with you on that. But... What, the um, last game? <laughs> no, it's not even the last game. It's just San Jose in general. I feel like they're very unpredictable. I don't think you can definitely say that they're going to lose against anybody in in this league um because they're such a good team that tends to come back from from a deficit um and yes they didn't win against uh dallas they ended up losing four to one but they did end up tying against austin three all uh they Ended up uh, drawing against Salt Lake two weeks before that. Um, so, you know, they, they have a really good habit of just coming back randomly or having a really, really good game out of out of the blue. Uh, so the last game that we had against San Jose, we ended up a 3-2 overall score. And now I believe that San Jose has finally appointed a coach, right? Yeah, they appointed Luchi Gonzalez who struggled at FC Dallas when FC Dallas was garbage. And now FC Dallas is good after he's gone. <clears throat> so I don't have high hopes for that uh, hiring. <laughs> I don't know why you just mentioning everything just uh, kind of feels like a doomed San Jose. Well, they didn't choose a successful manager. I'll give them that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they would have been better off with the interim coaches that they had. Just leave it to Wando. You know what? Yes, just leave it to Wando. Um, I still think that San Jose will lose this game, uh, but I'll give it a 3-1. All right, all right. You said 3-0, right? Uh, 3-0, yes. If we yeah, get... I feel like San Jose will still end up scoring. If LAFC gets, I think, uh, three more wins, we break the winning streak record. Ooh. Yes, Please, because I let's think, keep that streak going. I think Seattle has the current winning streak record with nine in a row that they've won, I think, a couple of years ago. And currently we're at seven. So we just need three more to pass that record. Okay. I, I believe that it's totally possible. Let's see, yes. we got San Jose. And I do believe and we... in this weekend we can also, LAFC can also clinch officially the playoff spot. I feel like that's kind of more or less been clinched for a I'm while. I'm saying mathematically. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be hard for LAFC to really fall out of the playoff spots yeah. based on the point difference. I know, I know. I'm just saying. We're, okay. we're going to be the first ones who are going to be able to post like playoffs confirmed, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and there's still quite a bit of games to go before we even hit the playoffs. Nine games left. Nine games yep. left. Okay, so the next game is Columbus versus Atlanta. Uh, this all depends on how Columbus did on their last game. Columbus in their last game uh, was Tied on the weekend. With Colorado. With Colorado. Yes, they did draw against Colorado. Uh, let's see. 
against Atlanta, but they're going to be playing in Columbus. You know, my my gut's telling me that Columbus is going to win two to one. I really need those Cucho Hernandez points. Mm-hmm. He's going to score a brace. Watch. He's going to score a brace. Uh, let's see. Did Atlanta play midweek? Yes, yeah. they did. Uh, so I think that color. Uh, sorry, I think that Columbus is going to come away with a win on this one. Um, they did not have a midweek game, so they will be the more rested team out of the two. Uh, so I think that they, they'll they be able to be more organized in Atlanta. There's okay. less changes that need to be managed by the manager in order to put a decent squad out there, I think. No, that's true. Um, let's move on. Oh, wait, you didn't even give a prediction? Did you, did you give a score prediction? No, but I'll say what two nil for Columbus. I'm just making sure. Okay, two nil for Columbus. I said I don't even remember the score. I said two to one. I think that's what I said. Two to one. Um, yeah, I just don't see anything coming from Atlanta. Like they never really got their attack going. They need no, Justin Martinez to score goals in order to get that attack going, and that has not happened. Right. No, they they've just been struggling all season. Yeah. All right. Chicago Fire versus wait. Never mind. They're not Chicago Fire anymore. They're just Chicago versus New York City FC. Um, I think Chicago is probably gonna win this one. Why? Well, first half of the season they were known for defending well. I'd say lately in the last couple of games, I think they lost their most recent one. They but, were known for defending well until you cursed them yes. by saying they're pretty good at defending, and then all of a sudden they started getting scored on and losing every single game. Yeah, no. But what I'm saying is that I think they got their attack sorted out now. Um, okay. Where they've been scoring a decent amount. I mean, New York City, we've seen that they don't have an attack yet, right? Right. And uh, Chicago still they can still defend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. My hunch is just telling me that Chicago's going to take this one. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 win for Chicago. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that out of the two teams, Chicago does have a higher chance of being the more threatening team when it goes comes to go moving forward. Um, with the loss of Castellanos, New York City FC is a little bit lost when it comes to attack. Um, yes, they can defend but i wouldn't say as well as they could before they ended up uh winning a game against charlotte 3-2 and the last weekend's game they ended up losing 4-1 so that's a lot of multiple goals going into the net for chicago but despite those scores i still think that chicago is going to come out on top against new york city fc and um i'm going to give it kind of like a charlotte score i think it'll be like a 3-2 it'll be something close Okay, it's definitely believable. We're going for the upset, both of us. All right, let's yeah. move on. I got Charlotte versus Orlando. I mean, I feel like these two teams are pretty similar. Charlotte mm-hmm. just ended up beating uh, NYCFC, and Orlando won their last match uh, against the Red Bulls. I think one nil. Yes. Um. So in this game at three p.m. Oh no, I mean my bad. Four p.m. Um. I don't know. This is a tough one for me to pick. You got any any choice yet? It's kind of tricky because Orlando City, I would normally say 
they're probably going to be the more dominant team out of the two. Um, but they haven't really had the best outcomes in the last couple of games. They did beat the Red Bulls uh, 1-0. They, league-wise, they ended up losing against New England 3-0. They ended up losing against DC United 2-1. And they also ended up losing against Philadelphia 1-0. The only other game that they did win between those games was their U.S. Open Cup semifinal against the Red Bulls, and that was uh, a 5-1 win. Um, but in league play, they've had a pretty bad record so far when it comes to their win-loss. Um, so I think I think Charlotte might actually have a better chance at winning this, um, especially with what they showed midweek but at the same time i'm thinking about how exhausted are they going to be three games back to back to back that's a good point i didn't even think about that yeah i mean you had the loss against la you had the win in the midweek that's already like moving a couple players around Well, first of all they went from los angeles to playing in new york (laughs) and where are they going to play now they're going to be playing in charlotte's stadium Okay, so that's three. Well, they crossed trips. the country in two days. Yeah. So, but that's three trips so far. Yeah. So, as much as I want to say Charlotte's going to win this, I feel like Orlando's going to be more well rested because their last game was last Saturday uh, on the thirteenth. So, I think it'll be Orlando one nil. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna go with that Charlotte. They're gonna be reinvigorated by that random win against NYCFC, and they're gonna go on to win two to one. That's what that's, I'm that's very hopeful. But I think that there's just too many factors going against them to keep that momentum up. I mean, yes, they'll be happy with that win that they ended up getting, but they're just gonna be too exhausted, I think. And those players that may have played both matches. Uh, either full or to potentially both m- most of bo- both matches. I feel like it's going to be a really difficult thing for um, for Charlotte to put out a squad that is going to be decent enough to actually pull out pull out a win. I don't think they have the depth that another team has, like LAFC, to put out a second team out there. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I was just playing the underdog story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, if they do win, that's going to be quite the upset based on everything that they've gone in the last week. Yep. All right. Okay, so Kansas on. City versus Portland. Who's thinking that? Kansas City has been scoring a lot of goals recently. The only problem is that I can't, they can't keep that lead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Portland, uh, I don't know how Portland's form is. How, how, how was their last match? Portland has been... Not losing too often. Uh, they've been more doing their best Liverpool impression by getting uh, three draws in their last five games. Wow. Uh, so they ended up getting a loss against Toronto in their most recent game, which was on Saturday of last week. Uh, they ended up getting three draws back-to-back um, against Dallas, Nashville, and Minnesota. And they had one win um against san jose so 
I want to say that they could end up in a draw, but um, my gut's kind of telling me that Portland's going to come out with a win on this one. I think they're due. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Again, I'm just going to play the underdog story, so I'm going to go 3-2. to two for Kansas Okay, City. I'm going to... I'm going to go 2 0 for Portland. All right. Let's move on to the last game. So, Nashville versus Dallas. Oh, my gosh. Um, Dallas. <laughs> what? Uh, I just kind of scrolled to see what was the last result between the two teams. Um, this was when Portland beat. Oh, like Kansas six. City 7 2. Yeah, there you go. Right. So, you know what? I'm going to change mine to maybe about a 4 1. I'm sticking with my original prediction. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say that they learned how to they learned their lesson and they know how to defend uh, them. We'll we'll see if they learned it or if Portland just remembers how well they beat them and end up trying to repeat another 7-2. No. Okay, so Nashville Dallas, uh you have said that Nashville has was one of the better defending teams coming into this season but that it was still to be seen how they were going to perform being in this new conference in the Western side. Um, so far, it doesn't seem like they're the same great defending team that you were describing at the beginning of the season. Um, so given that, what do you think that this result's going to be? I think that all the signs are pointing to Dallas. So Nashville has lost... Um, it's fourth game in the last seven home matches. Wow. Um, and then Is FC... this going to be a home game for them? Yes. Uh, FC okay. Dallas has won four of its last six matches. So, I mean, in terms of form, it looks like FC Dallas has it. However, mm-hmm. I think the best player... You could argue that Nashville has the best player on the field, um, uh, referring to Hani Mukhtar. But, I mean, Dallas has Ariola and... Pereira, right? I think that partnership is more dangerous, honestly. So, uh, not only that, you've got a, a lot more experience there. Yep. And Ferreira, um, oh, he's going to be suspended for this match. Really? Yes. Did he get a red card? What happened? It's probably yellow card accumulation. Oh, okay. Um, so, I guess Dallas is going to be without firepower, but they still got Ariola. Uh, yeah, so I I still think that they'll be able to cl- cl- uh, claw something out. Nashville hasn't won any of its last five games. Yeah, and they've lost a total of nine. Yep, and they've drawn uh, another nine. Yeah, I think this is leaning toward Dallas. Yeah, um, for me, I feel like Dallas is going to take this win, um, and Nashville, you know. Uh, I think they've just been struggling a lot most of the season. I agree, Mukhtar is a really good player, but he's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be him alone who's going to end up taking this whole team uh, on his back and and getting a win. Uh, if anything, they can get a draw, but I think that's very wishful thinking. Um, Dallas, even with Alfredita, I think they can still be more of a threat than Nashville. Yep. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go with Dallas to beat Nashville. Uh, I'm going to go with a 2 0 win. I'll go three just to make it exciting. Uh, all right. 
this one so last thing i want to mention is i did bring it up briefly that lafc can clinch its play its uh official playoff spot this weekend so let me read you off the scenarios in which they can win it all right okay so there's a total of seven ways that lafc can clinch it <laughs> if they if, yeah, if they win or draw at san jose they clinch okay if seattle lose they clinch if minnesota lose they clinch <laughs> <laughs> if colorado lose or draw versus houston they clinch a playoff spot if salt lake lose or draw versus vancouver we also clinch the playoff spot if dallas lose or if uh if Austin? i'm guessing they mean the galaxy lose versus seattle yeah Galaxy loses versus Seattle and Dallas draw at Nashville and Minnesota draw versus Austin. That's the most complicated one. But honestly, the so first pretty much, six, one of them is bound to happen. So pretty much if anybody in the top seven who isn't LAFC does yeah. bad, then LAFC clenched a playoff spot. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, interestingly enough... Uh, Dallas has 27 games played. They're one of the teams with the most, right? Yeah. Uh, the rest are either on equal terms with 25 with uh, a couple on 26. But Dallas is the only one that I'm looking at that has 27 games. And they're still 15 points behind. Actually, yeah, you're right. Nobody on the other conference has 27 games either. Interesting. Yeah, nobody. Only them. Uh, well, it sounds like uh, I'm going to go with a hunch that we're going to end up clinching a playoff spot this weekend no matter what. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, another interesting thing is that we could break a record with that too. So... Uh, what with being the earliest to clinch a playoff spot? Yes. Yeah, figures. So the first club to clinch by season. Oh wait, well that wouldn't be a record. Never mind. Uh, we're currently that would be our twenty sixth game. Uh, the mm. earliest one to do it was. LAFC themselves in 2019 when they clinched it in the 25th week, but there was only 31 games back then. And we've added four more games or something. Okay. Um, and what what week is this weekend? Actually, it doesn't make any sense why we've only played 31 games. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, we're currently well for LAFC. 26. It's it's 26. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it'll be. Mother the fastest one apart from that LAFC season in 2019 where we would have got right. the playoffs. So, And we're well, the only I team mean, we're the only team that can clinch. That's, yeah, that's true. Um, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> we're breaking our own record. Yep. Uh, technically, even though we're doing it one game after we did the last time. Um yeah, I think I think it's it's time for us to at least get a couple of more records broken. So, uh, if anything, I'm more looking to that points record being brought back to LAFC, especially if we end up breaking that 80 point um, threshold that you mentioned. I think that'd be good. And if we end up winning, which 
is I think a, a pretty big ask uh, for the next for the rest of the games that remain. But if we do, it's going to be probably like the highest score that has been uh, put out there based in points, right? Yep. That's uh, exciting. All right, let's move on. That's enough okay. MLS. Uh, let's go to our next Premier League, I guess. Uh, the Premier League. We're going across the pond. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Okay, let's look at all these matches this weekend. Okay, we're in match week three, you know. Okay, before we go into the matches, um, let's go over the uh, current standings. Just after two games, um, I'm going to go with your top five, which is uh, Man City, Arsenal, Brentford, Tottenham, Newcastle. Yes. And you're going to go following. Oh, you're going to go top down? Top down, yes. All right, all right, keep going. Okay, so then you have uh, Leeds, Chelsea, Brighton, Aston Villa, and Nottingham Forest, and those round up your top 10 placings in the current standings. Now, the lower half of the table, 11th is Bournemouth, Liverpool, Fulham, Wolves, and Leicester. So that's up to 15th. Uh, and then the bottom five are Crystal Palace, Southampton, Everton, West Ham, and Manchester United. I know the only reason you did that is just to emphasize that I'm in last place, or my team's in last place. <laughs> no, no, I just think that it's good to have kind of a... Why don't you say that for, for the MLS? You don't, <laughs> you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, we could have, but... No, you're just trying to I emphasize think that. Of... I'm at the I bottom didn't... and you're in 12. Look, I didn't think about it until we moved over. I just thought it'd be kind of good to see this. Sure. Um, sure. So now with this kind of visual, we can look into these games and kind of get an idea of where everybody is so far after two games and how they'll do in their third game. So Tottenham Wolves, uh, I'll ask you what you think. But for me, my first impression is Tottenham. Easy. Yes, uh, Tottenham looked a little bit lazy against Chelsea over the weekend, but they still managed to pull off a 2-2 draw, and that was playing terribly. I don't think they're going to play terrible against Wolves. So, And with gonna... questionable goals. Yep, uh, so I think Tottenham's probably going to pull out the win on this one. Uh, I'm going to say probably like 2-0 or something. I'm thinking it's going to be a bit of a bigger scoreline, probably like 4-0. Yeah. All right. Also, because Wolves got rid of Connor Cody, so yeah, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them yeah. to uh, defend against that trio that uh, you were talking about, Son Kane, and what's the third guy? Kulusevsky. Kulusevsky. I always end up forgetting that. You got to start memorizing that guy's name. Uh, I, I need to start memorizing. Okay, so Everton and Nunforce. All right, uh, the relegation derby. Uh, let's see. Well, one of them's close to his relegation. I, I think Frank Lampard's going to pull through on this one. You think so? Yeah. There's also rumors that Deli Alley is probably going to end up in Turkey at this point. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I want to say, I think the rumor was with Besiktas, but not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, He'll most likely just be on the bench, right? Probably. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Everton to win on this one. Although Nottingham Forest, I think in the past three days, I signed like three more players. Yeah, so um, 
I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with non-forest. Uh, getting the win on this one. <laughs> Nottingham Forest. Uh, getting the win on this one. Uh, I think it'll be like a 2-1. But I have liked what I saw from them. Uh, at least in the highlights. Uh, they seem to play pretty well organized. So I think that they can pull out a win against Everton. Who are still trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I'd say I'm going to go Everton. I'll just go with a 1 0 win. Maybe get scrappy. No, it'll be a 1 0 maybe first half, and then a 2 boo in full time score. Oh, wow. Okay, so Leicester versus Southampton. Now, Leicester had a. I mean, they ended up conceding four goals to Arsenal. However, okay. Arsenal's been playing pretty decent this season. And uh, Southampton actually won their last match, I'm pretty sure. No, they drew against Leeds. Right, right, right. But it was a comeback where they were 2 0 down. A comeback the with a uh, Walker Peters second goal to yeah. tie it up. I think I'm going to go with Leicester to win this one. Sure, they've struggled a little bit, but I think this is the point where Brendan Rodgers turns it around. And whipped his team into shape. And, I mean, he doesn't have any new signings, and most of his players want to leave, but I think he's going to he's gonna turn it around for this one and get, like, um, a 2-1 win. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the other way on this one as well and say that Southampton's going to take this game. Um, Leicester, you know, they have Madison, who tends to have pretty good games and yeah maybe Rodgers is going to try to whip them back into shape and bring out what we usually see from Leicester but I still think that one of the biggest factors is still the goalkeeping situation uh, Schmeichel apart from being the goalkeeper I think he was um, the he was a captain right uh, yeah, I think I, I remember. Well, they got rid the of most of the originals, so yeah, I would just assume. Yeah, so I I believe he was a captain, so his presence I feel like really kept Lester together uh, when it came to giving out their performance um, and kind of like keeping everybody's mental in the game. Um, Southampton, from what I ended up seeing in the highlights with Leeds. They didn't have a great first half. That was all Leeds, and Leeds was doing great. But that second half, they really pulled out everything they had in order to come back and draw the game. Uh, So based on that, if they can bring in their second half performance into this game and make it a full game, uh, stretch it out for the full game, I think they'll be able to take on Leicester. And... um, if anything, it's probably going to be like a 2-1 win. I want to say 2-0 um, for Southampton, actually. So uh, I'm going to give it to Southampton over Leicester. All right. Now let's move on to Fulham versus Brentford. Now Fulham, uh, they had an amazing first week in the Premier League mm-hmm. by tying against Liverpool, and then they followed that up by uh, equally, was it Fulham versus Newcastle, right? Uh, it was Fulham versus Wolves, and that was a draw. Yeah, it was a nil-nil. Right. It was a nil-nil draw, something really boring. Mitrovic missing a penalty, so, like, they give one good performance, and then the next one they flounder, right? 
Um, now, do they only play to match the level of the oppos- opposition at this point? Is what I'm wondering. Like, if it's a good team, do they try extra, extra hard? So, you're saying, are they a mimic team? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Brentford, on the other hand, destroyed Man United, so I assume they should destroy Fulham with the way they were playing against us. So, I'm yeah. going to go for Brentford to win 3-1, to one, honestly. Yeah, this will be one of the first games that I end up agreeing with you. Uh, Brentford, I feel like it's going to do better. I loved watching the highlights that they did against Manchester United. Uh-huh. Um, no, not because it's Manchester United. I just really enjoyed seeing how they were playing. They 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 were playing how Manchester United should have been playing. Yeah, I know. Uh, or at least how everybody would expect Manchester United to play. Um, before that, on their first game, they ended up drawing against Leicester, and that was a 2-2 draw. Uh, so it's not like they're going to be overly um, performing. But uh, I do think that out of the two, um, Brentford has kind of a better shot at winning against Fulham. I feel like it's better to go from a drawing game to a winning game than it is go- to go from Fulham, who performed way better in their first game than in their second game so uh yeah brentford for the win all right crystal palace versus aston villa now crystal palace drew against liverpool Mm -hmm. uh was it one all one all uh and against a 10 man liverpool and aston villa ended up beating everton in the last match two to one um Aston Villa was playing okay. I've heard that Crystal Palace has been actually pretty decent lately. Yeah. um, They played much better than what I normally remembered them doing. Um, Although they were playing a very conservative way, just going on to the counterattack. I feel like uh, Vieira's play style isn't naturally that. It's more uh, pushing forward kind of play. So I think that in this game, they'll be able to play more their game against Aston Villa. Uh, but Aston Villa really did show a lot of uh, effort against Everton. So from the two, I think it's kind of tough to say which one is going to do better and win this game. If anything, I'll say it's going to be a draw. What's the score? Uh, the score will be 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Oh, two, two. I think I'm going to go with Crystal Palace on the 2-0 win. Mm-hmm. All right. Bournemouth Arsenal. Now, Bournemouth ended up losing to Man City last week in 4-0. I mean, I think everybody expected that to happen. Arsenal, yeah. uh, on the other side of that coin, ended up winning 4-2 to against Leicester, who, on paper, is a better team than Bournemouth. So given that reasoning, I say that Arsenal should easily win this game, and if they don't, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think that this season Arsenal has too much to worry about when it comes to uh, p- possibilities of losing this game against Bournemouth. Uh, Gabriel Jesus has been playing very well, uh, and as has the rest of the Arsenal team. So I think, for me, it's a very easy game to call and give it to Arsenal for the win. All right. You don't have a score for it? Yeah, yeah. I'll say 3-0. All right. Actually, I was going to go with something similar. Did I already say mine? I don't remember. No, you didn't. Yeah, I was going to go 3-0 as well. 
okay. I guess I just thought it really strong. <laughs> <laughs> you you thought it loud enough that you thought you said it out loud. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the next game is going to be West Ham versus Brighton. No, West Ham. Uh, they lost. Um. Against who was it again? They lost against Man City, and they ended up losing. Losing. Ludicrous. Losing against uh, Nottingham Forest. Right, right. Although they technically should have won that game. And they also just played in the Europa League qualifiers. Ended up winning 3-1 to one there. So I'd say they have a decent form. Although mm-hmm. Brighton is a very well-run team. And they, you know, they all play like a machine. Not like individual players. So I think that might be difficult for West Ham to overcome. I'm going to go with a 2-all draw for this one. I think West Ham is going to struggle to keep Brighton away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that is a very, very likely result. Uh, Brighton coming from a a win and a draw. Um, it's going to be interesting because I feel like Brighton has been playing better than last season. Um they have a really good uh, goalkeeper in Sanchez. Um, and from some of the highlights that I saw against Newcastle, uh, they had plenty of shots, but I, I think they just were very unlucky in none of them ending up in the back of the net. Uh, from the statistics that I'm seeing, they had 13 shots and seven of those were on target. Um, so I feel like their form is going to be pretty good. I would agree with you in saying that it's going to be a drop. But something is telling me that Brighton's going to come away with a win against West Ham. As much as I want to give West Ham the benefit of the doubt uh, in this matchup, uh, I think with that uh, qualifier game having happened, it might take a little bit out of some players. So I'm going to give it to Brighton, winning this maybe 2-1. to one. Wow. All right, next match we're going to go with Leeds United States versus Chelsea, who's owned by an American <laughs> It's the United States. Uh, this is, this the, is the USA Derby. Yes, the USA Derby. Um, Leeds is good on paper. I don't think they've sorted out the defense enough, though. And Chelsea, I mean, they got Tuchel as a manager, and they were playing really good against Tottenham in the last match. I mean, obviously, everybody thinks that they deserve it because the Tottenham goals were a little bit sketchy. Um, so I think they're just going to continue that form against Leeds and probably get, like... Uh, one of them crazy games, like a 3-2 win or something like that. Okay, okay. Solid points. I completely agree with you on everything that you said. But I'm going to go with my biased uh, outcome here. And I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Leeds. You really have a lot of faith in those Americans, let me tell you. I do. <laughs> I really do. You should just send Pulisic uh, over there. Look, it's very difficult for that scoreline to actually happen against Chelsea, who you mentioned had a really great game against Tottenham. If anything, they were the better performing team out of the two and should have come away with the win. And maybe it should have not been a two-something win. I think it would have been realistically more like a 4-1 win. Um, But uh, I want Leeds to win. But uh, I, I feel like everything that you said just makes more sense um but i'm still sticking to my score 2-1 uh leeds had a great performance in the first half against southampton but they just pushed put their foot off of the gas 
in the second half. I think that needs to be addressed for this game where they need to constantly perform how they do in the first half all throughout the match and maybe also take advantage of their chances uh, and put them away. Otherwise, they might end up letting another team, in this case Chelsea, uh, coming back and uh, stealing a possible win from them. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess that's that. Uh, then we got uh, Newcastle Man City. The what is the Saudi Arabia? Oil Derby. Derby? Yeah. Uh, sand money. <laughs> the sand money Derby. Number one versus number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think Newcastle now is like four times richer than Man City or something. Yeah. But either way, you can only spend what you earn. Because that's financial fair play, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Man City is probably going to win this, honestly. Oh yeah, I don't think that Newcastle are in any position to still compete against how well Man City is managed. Um, so it might not be a huge scoreline this time around. Maybe it could be like a what two nil. Oh, dang it! That's what I was going to say. I was going to say 2-0 you know, as well. Yeah, like a little bit more closer to like that West Ham score in the first week. Yeah, and it's mostly because um, I don't think Newcastle can break down Man City's defense, although it's not that great, but it's more that Man City has the ball so much that the other team almost never has chances to attack. Yeah, I mean, it, it only leaves Newcastle to play in a, a counter-attack form. Yes, and I don't know how successful they've been at doing that, but... I don't think Man City is going to fall for it. So I'm going to go, like I said, 2-0 win for Man City. <laughs> or like yes. I said. You you came up with that. I said that I was going to say it. So Okay, you're fine. You said it first. <laughs> yeah. All right, then we got Man United versus Liverpool. Of course, right. my team got destroyed by Brentford over the weekend. But and my uh, team got destroyed by Crystal Palace. We're going to sign Casemiro any day now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he won't be ready for this game. Wait, I want to. Everybody went into panic mode after the last match because of that Man United loss, and then all of a sudden, I think around Wednesday is when all the rumors start flying in of like every single player that Man United was associated with. So every player that has been born and registered into a league has been linked to yes. Manchester United, so, including the youth academy. Let me let me read off a quick list of the names that they've been associated with. So, uh, oh, yes, Christian Pulisic on loan from Chelsea. Yeah, uh, I saw that one. Thomas Mounier from Dortmund. You got Joe mm-hmm. Felix or Felix, as they say in English. Uh, apparently, we bid one hundred and thirty-seven million, and that was rejected for Joe Felix. Uh, Casemiro, but that one's the one that's most advanced right now. Sergino Dest. Adrian Rabiot, who's the transfer is on hold now because he's asking for too much money. What a surprise. <laughs> what if you bring Depay back? Nah, I don't think he'd want to come back. I think that bridge Wait. is burnt. Wait, who did you mention before I said Depay? Rabiot. Oh, Rabiot. Yeah. Uh, then there's Mateus Cunha, who plays for Atleti, um, <laughs> who would be a decent signing. Uh, Jamie Vardy, because we need a striker. Uh, hey, you keep flaming Jamie Vardy for being old. Uh, old, yeah. 
<laughs> Manchester United is interested. I know. Uh, then we Honestly, got... if I was Vardy and, and Manchester United came knocking, I would say yes, especially given the current situation at Leicester. Yeah, but I would say probably that'd probably be a step down. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But you'd make more money at Man United anyway. You'd so. make more money. Although, at his point, like you said, he is nearing that retirement age uh, when it comes to you know, strikers. Yeah. Uh, would it be better to move on and say I played for Manchester United or stay at Leicester and solidify your legendary status? I don't think he's been starting that many games, huh? Mm, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if he's started all of his games. Let me see. Um, so this last game... Okay, uh, so the game against Arsenal, he did start and got subbed out. And the first game against Brentford, he also started. So yeah, he started both games, but he only finished the first one. All right. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably go to Man United just to see what it's like being at a top, 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 top club, I guess. One of the top six, even though you already won the league, right? But, um, yeah, uh, I didn't even finish listing off the the players because yeah, they're still... Who's, who's after Vardy? Jan Sommer from... Um, well, actually, I think he's a free agent because he left uh, Dortmund, Gladbach? I believe. Wait. Or is that Marwin Hitz that was at Dortmund? Gla- uh, Sommer was at Gladbach. Are you sure he was there the whole time? Or did he move on to Dortmund? We haven't caught up with the Bundesliga, as you can tell. <laughs> I mean, the last time I had seen him was uh, when he was... No, never mind. You're right. You're right. He's been at Mönchengladbach since 2014. I'm thinking of Marwin Hitz. Okay. Who's yeah, like his double ganger. Yeah, because like, Sommer, at least to me, has been just... Always glad back. Yeah, Marlon Hits was the one from. Uh, he was playing at Augsburg, and then he got bought by Bruce Dortmund, and he played for four years there, only making twenty-seven appearances. Yeah, but you'd sign him, and you're saying he'd end up being the number two. Pretty much, yeah. Number one. Um, honestly, I'd even put n- number three over De Gea at this point. Well, he, I mean, he's only had one bad game. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how many more he yeah, has. <laughs> one bad, ga- just one bad okay, game. That, that was that season was like two years ago. That you're thinking about. To hear every season has a bad game. No, every player can have a bad game. Anyway, Jan Sommer, uh, Caicedo from Brighton. I guess we we're trying to rob them of the players that destroyed us too. And then Aubameyang is the last one, but I don't think that one's close to be honest. But that's yeah, just. I it makes sense to raid Barcelona, but at the same time, I kind of just want to see Barcelona burn. So, hopefully, it's too that late. They happen. already registered everybody at this point. It's they're gonna burn next season. <laughs> Once uh, they see the receipt, yeah. But anyway, this uh, Man United versus Liverpool is on Monday, actually at twelve p.m. So I guess I'll watch that for my lunch. Sixty percent yeah. chance that Liverpool's gonna win this game. <laughs> I think that is a very, very hopeful statistic. 
Yeah, but a possible, I've, but at this point, I don't think it's a realistic one. Yeah, I've heard a couple rumors. So obviously, Darwin Nunez is going to be out because of suspension. I've Honestly, heard, that's not going to affect the team. They're actually going to end up performing better. I've heard Firmino and Jota are out due to injury. Yeah, there has been a lot of injuries at Liverpool. That's why it was kind of a terrible thing that um, Darwin ended up getting a red card because it puts Klopp in such a difficult position to try and find a replacement. So we're kind of having that. I mean, you still got your starting. From... You got your starting like Carvalho, Salah, and uh, actually you're missing one. <laughs> Harvey Elliott, maybe? Harvey Elliott, my goodness, he had such a great game. I love watching that guy. He plays so good, and he is nothing but energy when he's out there. Um, well, normally, I think we would also have Curtis Jones in there, but I believe he's also out on injury as well. Nice. And then we also have Joe Gomez, who did come into the game, subbing in for uh, Nat Phillips, who I was shocked that was even playing a game for Liverpool. Uh, since he was on loan last season in the championship with uh, Bournemouth, I think. Um, uh, yes, he was. And I think he did pretty well since well, Bournemouth are here now. Um, and he was playing this game, but he was struggling against Crystal Palace. Um, I feel like the pace was a little bit too fast for him. Um but Joe Gomez coming in in the second half to relieve him uh, isn't 100% fit. So it was kind of a risky play to put him in. So Liverpool is having kind of flashbacks to um, two seasons. Two, was it two seasons ago when we had like all those injuries, I think? No, it was the uh, 2019 season. Oh, okay. 2019. So it's flashbacks to that. Where I, was, we had I, a, I was literally reading about Nat Phillips where in December 2019... They recalled him from his loan because you didn't have any center backs, and then twelve days later they sent him back out on loan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once that once that crisis was over. Yeah, and here's the funny thing though: that time that he did come in to sub and you know fill in the the spots, he had a pretty good game, and I thought that he should have continued playing. Uh, this time around, I'm not as convinced as I was back then. I feel like he. Yes, has what it takes to be a defender, but maybe not a Liverpool defender. Um, I feel like he is more of a reactionary uh, defender than being a proactive defender and, and kind of like seeing what's going to happen before it happens. Um, so there, there's a lot of issues with Liverpool right now, especially when it comes to attack. And if anybody saw uh, any of the two games before you can see that Liverpool isn't kind of the same Liverpool from last season to the season before where they're firing on all engines and kind of like all on the same brain like wavelength um, so I, I don't think it's going to be as easy of a win if they do end up getting a win um, in this game <laughs> I'm going to go with a, a draw I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna, gonna be super biased. Whole draw. <laughs> I'm gonna be super biased and say Man United are gonna win this game because we're gonna turn it around. Ronaldo's gonna score a hat trick. 
Because if I believe they're going to win, then I'm crazy enough to believe anything. So Ronaldo's going to get a hat trick with yes. a Mac- McFred assist. He's, Ronaldo's going to get a hat trick in the first half and then leave the stadium at halftime. <laughs> and he's going to sign my with job. I'm he's going to he's going to sign with another club by the end of the day. <laughs> you know what? As crazy as that sounds, that also sounds pretty believable. Um, yeah, no, I, I think a lot of people will say that Liverpool's going to win. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. Um, Darwin, I don't think it's going to affect that much in the sense of team play. Like I said, they're they, going to have more chemistry then, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, honestly, yes. They were playing better without him in the second half. Uh, if anything, the person who's go- going to bring out a win for Liverpool, it's going to be Luis Diaz. Yeah. That boy has got the biggest backpack in the world and put all of Liverpool in it. Yeah, you're going to have to be playing uh, a four-four-two because you're missing three out of your five forwards. So, yeah. So uh, you know what? It's, it's going to be um, four goals for Luis Diaz. Wow. Okay. And and that's a draw. Is what you said. And that's a draw. Yeah, that's a draw. That's that's a my style of a draw. Dang. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, two goals, four two against. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go with what you said before. How this is a derby, and anything happens in a derby. So I'm gonna go with a two two draw. Liverpool, Man United. All right, all right. And that's the last one of the week, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, that's the last one of the weekend. This is going to be uh, on Monday. All right. I would talk about like the PSG drama, but I'm kind of interested to see what happens on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, let's let that develop and get wanna... a bit more information. I want to let that marinate and discuss that on our next podcast, also because it's getting pretty late. <laughs> um, pretty anything that we missed? Um, not that I can think of, uh, unless you want to go over any other leagues, but, uh, for me, these are the ones that we paid the most attention to. Yeah, let's just leave it at that for now. All right, um, make sure you guys join us in the next episode, uh, be sure, you know, to give us a follow wherever you, you, you listen to this on, um, leave a comment if you want, because uh, we are on YouTube occasionally. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but... That's it for today's episode. Uh, Join us in the next one. See y'all later. Bye.